Albert Lakes and the headwaters of the Nile. Along the pier now being built at Kilindini, the harbour of Mombasa Island must flow, at any rate for many years, the main stream of East and Central African commerce. Whatever may be the produce which civilised government and enterprise will draw from the enormous territories between southern Abyssinia and Lake Tanganyika, between Lake Rudolph and Ruenzori, as far west as the head streams of the Congo, as far north as the Lado enclave. Whatever may be the needs and demands of the numerous populations comprised within those limits, it is along the unpretentious jetty of Kilindini that the whole traffic must pass. For Kilindini, or Mombasa, as I may be permitted to call it, is the starting point of one of the most romantic and most wonderful railways in the world. The two iron streaks of rail that wind away among the hills and foliage of Mombasa Island do not break their smooth monotony until, after piercing equatorial forests, stretching across immense prairies and climbing almost to the level of the European snow line, they pause, and that, only for a time, upon the edges of the Great Lake and thus is made a sure, swift road along which the white man and all that he brings with him, for good or ill, may penetrate into the heart of Africa as easily and safely as he may travel from London to Vienna. Short has been the life, many the vicissitudes, of the Uganda Railway. The adventurous enterprise of a liberal government, it was soon exposed, disowned, to the merciless criticism of its parents. Adopted as a cherished foundling by the Conservative Party, it almost perished from mismanagement in their hands. Nearly ten thousand pounds a mile were expended upon its construction, and so eager were all parties to be done with it, and its expense, that instead of pursuing its proper and natural route across the plateau to the deep waters of Port Victoria, it fell, by the way, into the shallow gulf of Cavirondo. Lucky to get so far. It is easy to censure, it is impossible not to criticise, the administrative mistakes and miscalculations which tarnished and nearly marred a brilliant conception. But it is still more easy, as one traverses in forty-eight hours countries which ten years ago would have baffled the toilsome marches of many weeks, to underrate the difficulties in which unavoidable ignorance and astonishing conditions plunged the pioneers. The British art of muddling through is here seen in one of its finest expositions. Through everything, through the forests, through the ravines, through troops of marauding lions, through famine, through war, through five years of excoriating parliamentary debate, muddled and marched the railway. And here, at last, in some more or less effective fashion, is it arrived at its goal. Other nations project Central African railways as lightly and as easily as they lay down naval programs. But here is a railway, like the British fleet, in being, not a paper plan or an airy dream, but an iron fact, grinding along through the jungle and the plain, waking with its whistles the silences of the Nyanza, and startling the tribes out of their primordial nakedness with Americani, peace goods, made in Lancashire. Let us then, without waiting in Mombasa longer than is necessary to wish it well and to admire the fertility and promise of the coastal region, ascend this railway from the sea to the lake. And first, what a road it is! 
Everything is in apple pie order. The track is smoothed and weeded and ballasted as if it were the London and North Western. Every telegraph post has its number. Every mile, every hundred yards, every change of gradient has its mark. Not in soft wood to feed the white ant, but in hard, well-painted iron. Constant labour has steadily improved the grades and curves of the permanent way, and the train, one of those comfortable, practical Indian trains, rolls along as evenly as upon a European line. Nor should it be supposed that this high standard of maintenance is not warranted by the present financial position of the line. The Uganda Railway is already doing what it was never expected within any reasonable period to do. It is paying its way. It is beginning to yield a profit, albeit a small profit, upon its capital charge. Projected solely as a political railway to reach Uganda and to secure British predominance upon the upper...